So today's episode is about uh, meiosis, and so we'll begin with chromosomes and terminology. So the centromere, so remember M for middle, and that connects the two sister chromatids. The chromatid are each half of the chromosome. Homologous chromosomes are paired chromosomes, so they have the same size, shape, and type of chromosome, but they're not exactly the same. So for example, a gene for blue eyes and green eyes are both eye-colored genes, but they're not exactly the same. And then sister chromatids are exactly the same genetic material. Karyotypes are the spread of human chromosomes in order to check for abnormalities, and you must get the cells in mitosis so that they're in chromosome form, um, preferably near a metaphase. The cell types are diploid, which is a cell with the normal number of chromosomes, otherwise known as 2n, haploid, which is a cell with half the amount of chromosomes, or n, and then somatic cells are normal body cells, sex cell or gametes are the sperm or egg, and they're haploid cells, and then meiosis is cell division process that produces the sperm and egg. All right, so the purpose of meiosis is to make haploid sex cells so that when they come together the zygote has the right amount of dna because if we were to reproduce with the diploid cells our dna would double with every generation and it would not fit in the nucleus so the steps of mitosis are first the germ cell in g1 slash interphase um you start with 2n which is 46 chromosomes and then s phase copies all the dna so now i've got 46 double uh then the chromosomes line up in the center of the cell in metaphase one and the homologous pairs come together, so you're still at 46 double. And then anaphase one pulls each chromosome to one pole or the other. The centromeres are still attached. And again, you're still at uh, 46 double because the cell hasn't split yet. And then during telophase one, that, that's where the cell splits into two daughter cells and you're at 23 double per cell. And then there's a brief interphase. And then metaphase two has all the chromosomes in each daughter cell lined up across the center again and you're still at 23 double, and then anaphase two pulls them to the poles, again, still at 23 double because the cell hasn't split yet. And then during telophase two, the two daughter cells split into total four haploid cells, and they're at um, 23 single. So crossing over in prophase one is kind of what brings that genetic variation. So the big picture of meiosis is reduction division because the chromosomes went from 46 in the germ cell to 23 in the sperm or egg. And this only happens in the ovaries or testes to make eggs or sperm. So sperm and egg only have one of each pair of homologous chromosomes. The egg has the green-eyed one from dad and sperm has the blue-eyed one from mom, for example. So sex cells come together to make a zygote, so the sperm and egg join, and the cell has 46 chromosomes again. So mitosis versus meiosis. So just for meiosis is the separation of homologous chromosomes, and it creates daughter cells with n number of genetic material. The, homolo the homologs pair up and also creates genetically dissimilar children, and the daughter cells have one sex chromosome. And then in just mitosis, it happens in somatic cells, creates daughters with 2n number of genetic material, and happens the same way in males and females. So for both, they both happen in germ cells, happens in flowering plants, the separation of sister chromatids occurs, happens after puberty in males, and involves the lining up of autosomes on the metaphase plate, so the center of the cell. 
Okay, so what are the differences between the egg and the sperm? So sperms are germ cells which start at puberty and continue until death, like the production of them. It's a continuous process. And one is kept as a germ and the other one is used in mitosis. So you get four sperm plus one germ cell. Uh, you do mitosis first and then make sperm. And you've got morphological changes after meiosis, which is when you like spit out cell parts, condensed DNA, grow flagella, and it's got the testes, which eggs do not have famously. Um, now onto the eggs. Uh, one are kept as a germ and the other one is used in meiosis. This is a similarity with sperm. And the germ cells start meiosis in embryonic development. And at birth, all eggs are frozen in metaphase one. When a female is born, she has no germ cells because, again, they're frozen. And after puberty, one egg per month is ovulated, uh, which is hormonal stimulation. And it finishes meiosis one and freezes in metaphase two. At fertilization, meiosis finishes to form one haploid egg and one polar body. The egg is only real for like a second because it finishes at fertilization, which is technically the final product of meiosis. Each division equals... Um, one unequal cytoplasmic division, which is a large cell, plus a polar body for each division. So why does it need to be big? And this is because the egg has all the organelles and cytoplasmic determinants. Um, and reason, like, for all the mitochondrial DNA from its mom. The polar body disintegrates after this. Uh, it's basically just got waste and excess nutrients in it, um, like, during meiosis one. And then another polar body disintegrates during meiosis two, and you can only visually see the polar bodies during fertilization. And the eggs got ovaries, which um, the sperm doesn't have. All right, so how does sexual reproduction bring about genetic variation? So first you've got crossing over, and when crossing over happens, you end up with genes that are a little bit more of mom and dad's, but not an exact replica of either parents. It's a mix. And this, again, allows for genetic variation, obviously. There's also independent assortment, which is when the homologs pair up. Nothing really determines what gene goes on to what side. For example, blue eyes could be on one side and brown on the other, or they could be flipped. There's nothing that controls that. Um, and then there's random fertilization, which is where any sperm can go with any egg. And there's like a lot of combinations that could lead to um <laughs> yeah okay and then moving on to chromosomal abnormalities so there are trisomies or monosomies and they're caused by a non-disjunction so trisomy is three of a chromosome and monosomy is one we also have chromosomal deletions which is where a piece of the chromosome breaks off Chromosomal translocation, where a chromosome moves from its spot and onto somewhere else. Chromosomal inversions, where the chromosome flips. Um, and then non-disjunction. And, and lastly, we've, we have aneuploidy, which is missing or extra chromosome. And polyploidy, which is an extra set. And it's not as bad as an aneuploidy.